Thanks for coming and having a conversation with me. So, okay, you obviously well aware that we're talking about funerals and what is the purpose of a funeral and what do we as a community get from attending a funeral and what do we also get from contributing to a funeral? How we are invited to contribute or how we push ourselves forward to contribute. I'm really interested in getting your ideas, thoughts, opinions on what funerals mean to you. For me, it's a way to come together with people that you love and together share in an experience which helps you all celebrate and grieve the loss of someone who was close to you. And is there one particular funeral that stands out for you in, in significance in one way or another? There's probably a couple. Certainly my father's funeral mm-hmm. was, is probably the main one. But my grandmother on my father's side, that also stands out for me mm. as well so, so, for so different we- reasons. And so when you say your father's funeral, that's your biological father? Absolutely. He died by suicide when I was 21. Mm. And now that I'm 35, you know, I've had quite a bit of time to reflect on my relationship with my father and the funeral and then everything after that. My father and I had a difficult relationship. My parents... um, divorced when I was three and my father moved interstate and uh, he remarried and uh, became quite involved with um, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. So our relationship was pretty fragmented. That kind of gives you some context. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. To where I was when I went to the funeral as a young man. As a 21-year-old. Four weeks away from going to basic training okay. into the army. Into the army. Okay. I remember being at the funeral and I remember being absolutely gutted for my grandmother, who was his, not his biological mum. His biological mum died by suicide. Whoa. So I was really sad for her. I remember thinking, what a shit funeral. <laughs> I just thought that doesn't in any way represent or or personify the bloke that I knew. And I remember being angry that my father had, in a sense, devoted such a huge chunk of his life to this religion. But because he took his own life, I think it was two other people who were Jehovah's Witnesses who were at his funeral. That's something that I'll never forget. I think the significance of his funeral was probably lost on me at the time. Yeah, interesting. Although I must say that the impact of his of his funeral has been incredibly significant. It's given you that opportunity, you know, over the years to be able to go, okay, I understand this now, I understand that now, and that you have an insight. So it is quite significant, you know, even though it's sad and disappointing um, that the funeral wasn't what we would see as a joyous celebration of someone's life. It is there. 
contrast to your nan's mm. one. Tell me about that funeral. I mean, at, you know, she was a beautiful person. She was. Yeah, she was. So her funeral was um, very influenced by religion and there was a, you know, there was a priest there yeah. and there were hymns and, beautiful. you know, and yeah. she would have loved that. Being there amongst her community, how did that make you feel? Oh, it was, I, it was a real privilege for me. And I spoke at the funeral for yeah. her. I remember feeling privileged to be able to be there. And so obviously your Nan's funeral is like the best of what it can be in a, in a faith-based one. And it's often we're trying to now is figure out how do we do that for people like you who go, I don't have a faith, I don't have a religion. How do we find that same sense of uh, satisfaction and joyfulness, really. gift someone can give especially the gift you can give your children is is the lessons the gift your the children can give back to the world is learning from those lessons and so what i see uh, in front of me is you know someone who has traveled you know over a span of a few years and you know we haven't even talked about your military life you know and that your journey through that and understanding how the grief of the the grieving for a, a a good relationship with your father, so that's grieving for the loss of that relationship, and also the grieving of the loss of your father. Indeed, how that impacted your um, emotional state and your mental health when you left the military. Do you want to talk a little bit yeah, about that? Sure, sure. I spent four and a half years in the in the regular army based in a uh, airborne infantry unit. I discharged from the regular army into, into the reserve army in 2011 and uh, enrolled in, in a university course in Melbourne. I just left the army being like, you know, I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. My first year out of the army, I think it was okay. I did well at uni anyway. And then I did a deployment with Army Reserve in 2013. Yeah. Looking back now, I think probably from 2013 to like 2017, um, the wheels came off during that time for me. I started getting some like impactful uh, professional help in 2017. I remember speaking to the psych and she was explaining to me how really I entered the grieving process for my father after I left the army and I'd never even thought about that. I'd never even considered that. It's not uncommon for people to lose a, a significant person in their life and then go, okay, I've, I need to keep busy, whether it's from choice or it's a, uh, the next step in their career or they devote themselves to another aspect of their life and throw themselves totally into it. At some point, you know, uh, the grief is, is still going to go. It's still there. It doesn't run away. It just waits 
for those little openings mm. to go, oh, there's a little crack here. I'll just sneak up in here. Mm. Hello, hello, you need to pay attention to me. And so acknowledging grief is, you know, really totally essential, isn't it? And mm. it's one of the things that we learn as we go through life that, you know, our emotions really can't just, you can't ignore them. No. And you've got to, you've have got to, to face them. pay respect to yeah, them. That's you? right. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to respect them. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's been great. <laughs> it's okay. been great. Thanks for being so open and so honest. No, it's my pleasure. Thanks yeah. for having me. No, not at all. Not at all. And I think, you know, it's really, well, for one thing, it's lovely to have an ex army person, a male, talk about emotions <laughs> yeah because unfortunately the um, it might be a stereotype but that notion of being able to, to always be uh, uh, vigilant and be prepared for combat is you know a thing that you live with obviously all time all during your time and then afterwards, when you're out of the army, trying to go, okay, how, do I need this anymore? Do I need this anymore? It takes a long time, as you know, to, mm. to, to lay that down. Mm. So for me, to hear you speak like that, I go, oh, that's great. Mm. You know, that's so fantastic. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it. it's taken a lot of time yeah. and it's taken a lot of hard work. I have to give all the credit to my support network, which is my family and mm. my friends who have really been there for me to help me take it on things don't just get better uh if you're not willing to you know do the work and understand that you might not be as well as you think so but it's worth it i think i know it's worth it congratulations because you're sitting here in front of me it's really worth it thanks again 